I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Well, I'm glad we start at five every evening because it's kicking off this afternoon. The news, the Eddie Howe deal looks to be off. It's been spoken about for months. We were on Eddie Howe watch. Everyone thought he was assembling the backroom team, but it was broken this afternoon by Stephen McGowan of the Scottish Daily Mail. The market came in just after three o'clock. Then we heard it on Go News. Uh, Eddie Howe's not coming. Yeah, the Eddie Howe deal is off. He's not coming. Problems with uh, the makeup of the job, with his backroom staff. It's a sore one for Celtic, Paul. I think everybody expected it to be done Tuesday or Wednesday of, of next week. But uh, Eddie Howe not coming. And it's now... We will find out pretty quickly if Celtic have had a plan B or not. Enzo Maresca now at the running as well. He's away to, to Palma. So where are we? Are we, are we at Roy Keane? Are we at Luking Favre? Are we at Steve Clark? Are we at Frank Lampard? Are we at Roy Hodgson? Who knows where we are? But what we do know, Eddie Howe is not coming. And right now, that is a disaster for Celtic. Barry, you've been in the job at Alloa just for two days, but already you're counting down to training and the work going on is phenomenal. What do you think about this news at Celtic? No manager. And when's training? Listen, it came, it came as a shock. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, Celtic start back pre-season on the 17th of June. And a manager needs to get in as quick as possible. Assess the squad that's already there. And then identify where he needs to strengthen. So, yeah, it was a shocker when it came through when I heard it. Because I'm like everybody else. I, I thought... Eddie Howe was the man that was going to take the job and what Mark says, surely they've got a plan B now. Well, we've tracked down the man himself, not Eddie Howe, Stephen McGowan from the Scottish <laughs> Daily Mail is on the line. Stephen, good evening. Good evening, Paul. It's not April the 1st, is it? No. It's Are you in Bournemouth, so, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, we've all, I mean, it's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks and at no time did anyone say it's completely, absolutely done but the feeling was that, that he was coming. So what has happened? What's your understanding? Well, word of this began to leak out probably around tea time last night. Um, there were just whispers beginning to emerge that there were issues of uh, Eddie Howe getting his backroom team in place. I think it's been fairly public knowledge that he wanted the Bournemouth technical director, Richard Hughes, to come with him. He wanted the first team coaches, Simon Weatherston and Stephen Purchase, to join him. He wanted people he was comfortable around him. I'm sure he would have found a role for former Celtic striker Mark Butchell in the recruitment side as well. Mm-hmm. Whatever the final obstacle has been, Paul, something has happened there. Whether people have had cold feet, whether an agreement just hasn't been reached. And the problem really appears to be with the, the, the capacity to get that backroom team lined up. And Eddie Howe was only really willing to come if he got his own people in place. And I think what people will be reflecting on now is Celtic will obviously say, well, look, we, we gave him, he was a number one choice. We gave him all the time he needed. We had to to stand by a man and give him all the backing that he wanted and requested. But I think a lot of people will look at it now and say, well, should they have put a deadline on this? Because as Mark pointed out there, had they done so, they might still be able to go and get a, a, an Angel Maresca. Yeah. 
In your article, which I see online just now, it says Celtic are looking at alternatives, obviously, and they're in advanced talks with another. What do you hear on this? Well, if I knew the name, I would have put it in the poll. <laughs> Indeed. I don't yeah. know the name. I mean, listen, we can only echo the names, as Mark has mentioned there. Yeah. We know they spoke to Roy Keane. We know they spoke to Maresca, who's now joined Parma. Um, you know, we'll say in Favre was certainly interested in it, but I think he would be a very expensive option. Mm-hmm. The ex-Dortmund manager. Um, His name keeps coming up, Stephen, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I'd, I've already had a couple of texts and calls about that, but mm-hmm. the problem with, with Steve Clark is, is what Barry pointed out there, which is time. Yeah. If you are bringing the Celtic players back on June 17th, Steve Clark is not going to walk out on Scotland in the middle of a, a Euro tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, he said to us, one of the last things he said to us, like a jokey aside after Serbia, we were in the stadium that night when Scotland qualified was, we asked him about, would you go back to club football? And he said, do you really think I'm going to miss out on the chance to lead Scotland out at Wembley? Mm-hmm. He's not. He wants to do that. And time is the essence for Celtic. They have to get a squad back. They have to get pre-season training going. They've got qualifiers incredibly quickly. They've got a season to start. August. You have a quite significant squad turnover to look at as well mm-hmm. because, as we know, there's going to be players going out the door. I think Odds and Edouard will probably end up at Leicester City. Christopher Ayer went to Newcastle, you've got Olivier and Cham, you've got guys like that, you've got the one players going out the door, and an awful lot of players to sign. And apart from not getting Eddie Howe, what you're also seeing now is all the plans that are going on in the background for players, they're probably gone as well. We're just going to check the line there, which has gone uh, a little bit funny. Mark, what do you reckon? Some um, Stephen's obviously, that's a huge story to break, yeah. late this afternoon. Yeah. Um, Celtic, Dermot Desmond, he'd be in charge of this overall. Um, is there something up his sleeve? Is there well, going to be an announcement soon, do you think, of a new manager? They'll need to be. Yep. Yeah, they can't wait much longer. Because um, this is oh, embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It's embarrassing um, for the hierarchy at Celtic. doesn't look good. And, and Dominic Mackay, the, the incoming chief executive, doesn't look good. And Peter Lawwell, the outgoing chief executive, and doesn't look good to Dermot Desmond. And Dermot Desmond does not like to be made a fool of. And, you know, that that's part of the situation um, just now the other problem Celtic will have now Paul is this is in the public domain this has been kind of taken for granted behind the, the scenes up. But in, on, on all of his media supporters that the Eddie Howe deal is done it was a case of waiting to see what happened with Bournemouth if they get into the, the Premiership not bonuses etc on the line but now whoever Celtic go to talk to whether it's Fav, Clark Keane Lampard Hodgson whoever they have got Celtic by the they have haven't they uh-huh, yeah they have yeah. indeed and all of a sudden it's sky high oh you want a man and you know that he needs but to be in the building how, by how Monday or Tuesday feel? how are they going to feel when they're second third choice but they won't give a they won't care as long as the money's right and that's where Celtic now you know they're going to be held mm. to ransom bottom line they will be held to ransom and that's what happens when you've put all your eggs in the one basket and all of a sudden the guy that you think that you're getting um, lets you down at the last minute mm-hmm. and decides to say to say no and you think you know you look at you look across the city at Stephen Gerrard eight or nine of his own backroom team um, and you know you look at Neil Lennon couldn't get one of his own backroom yeah, team and so <laughs> it, it shouldn't so, be breaking that, down over backroom exactly. team if so you really important. trust Eddie Howe you let him bring in mm-hmm. who he wants otherwise there's no point in appointing him what's the point in appointing a guy if you don't trust him to bring in his own backroom stuff that is so important you, you need your own backroom team and, and you're saying eight or nine believe me it's 12-13 that Steven Gerrard's brought in Um, that's not just coaches I'm talking about sports science guys nutritionists guys physios all that sort of stuff so 
mean, I, I think Steve Clark's a, would be a, a great choice, but mm. Stephen just made the point. He's leading Scotland mm. into yeah. the Euros. Why would he want to give that up? And also, it would have to be after the Euros. Yeah, but, would, but you imagine Celtic just yeah. now going to the SFA, the Scotland training mm. camp's on. You know, we, we, we play in what, 12 days' time, whatever it is, our opening game. Yep. Uh, excuse me, can we go to speak permission to speak to the national manager? Mm. Uh, can you imagine it? Mm. No. But they will be held to ransom, however Celtic go for now. All of a sudden, the agents will be demanding 20, 30% more for their client sure. and for fees. Stephen, uh, Fergal um, Harkin was mentioned this morning, uh, you know, on the record on the back page. And what do you think that was one of the issues? Maybe, I, I mean, I don't know, but the fact Richard Hughes was probably the preferred choice, the preferred choice, or could they both have been part of the backroom team? I don't think that was an issue. I, I think um, Celtic. I think made it clear that he could pick his own backroom team. Right. I don't think Eddie Howe would have worked with Fergal Harkin. I have to say, I, I, I saw Fergal Harkin speculating he was possibly an option to come in with an Enzo Maresca as a plan B mm-hmm. if they couldn't get Eddie Howe. I don't think he was ever going to work with Eddie Howe. I think Eddie Howe was quite determined, as we see today, yeah. to get his own team in. Mm-hmm. Um, will they turn to Fergal Harkin now? Well, possibly. All bets are off. Um, and... They had an advanced talks with somebody. But anybody who says now that they know who's going to be the next Celtic manager simply isn't telling the truth. But they have to do something quickly. They have, because, I mean, you have, a, you have a support which really is in a state of combustion. It's just, there are people losing their shape. They've been waiting a couple of months for this. They see this as just the, the, the kind of fitting into a season of almost kind of continued mismanagement. It's pretty difficult to argue. It just seems to fit in with so much of what's happened in this season for Celtic. Mark, can you ever remember anything like this at Celtic or Rangers, such a major clubs, um, and to be in such disarray about well, the manager? With Celtic, if we focus on, on Celtic, Paul, this yeah. goes back to times, and Stephen will remember it too, and, and yourself, Paul, this goes back to the Fergus, Jock Brown, Vim Janssen, Joe Vengloss, a <laughs> couple yeah. of summers mm-hmm. in a row, and it worked very well for Celtic in one yeah. summer, with Vim Janssen when they stopped to 10, the following summer, it was an absolute... Uh, embarrassment um, chased Eagle Olsen mm-hmm. for months and eventually he knocked him back he was at the World Cup with Norway and it ended up with, with dear old Dr Joe yeah. um, Gerard Tully as well Gerard as well mm-hmm. so listen we've been here before but that was more than 20 years ago mm-hmm. this is the first time that this has happened to Dermot Desmond you think about it from Martin O'Neill mm-hmm. to Gordon Strang now one or two wrong yeah. appointments but on the main he's kind of got a, his guy so this is new territory for Dermot Desmond and he will want to bounce back with, with something um, positive. Who the new guy um, is going to be, I agree with Stephen, we don't know, but it needs to be somebody um, pretty quickly, and it needs to be somebody that is going to stimulate the Celtic supporters. I've had a number of Celtic supporters on the phone to this afternoon, Paul, high-profile mm-hmm. ones, businessmen that put a lot of money into the club. They are at their lowest ebb. They think it is an absolute catastrophe what's happened to their football club. Mm-hmm in the past nine months, not in the past nine hours, in the past nine months, and they have had a belly full, and the club needs to get these guys, and every supporter, back on side quickly. And Stephen, as you know well, five years ago, when Dermot Desmond wasn't happy, about going out of the cup, against Rangers, and afterwards he took control of it, and then what, five years ago, they presented Brendan Rodgers? Well, the alternative, the, the, the kind of equivalent of Brendan Rodgers this time was Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not yep. saying that Eddie Howe was Brendan Rodgers. No. I don't think he had quite the same track record. But he was as close to Brendan Rodgers as I think Celtic could get in the current marketplace. 
And I think the point about Dermot Desmond is interesting because last night, when some journalists first got wind of the possibility there could be an issue here, and we, you know, we we we, we tried to investigate, it couldn't quite stand up to a satisfactory level, because partly you were thinking, well, Celtic can't allow this to fail, and you were thinking Dermot Desmond will scramble the private jet or whatever, yeah. he, he'll fly Dominic Mackay or Peter Lawwell down 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 to Bournemouth, and he'll get this done. Yeah. And I think that's what's really surprised people because you know, we, from the minute Eddie Howe went into David Desmond's house in London two months ago, you assumed that being an Irish billionaire used to get in his way, that this would just be another one of these situations. And people will now be asked to make up their own mind. Do they think Eddie Howe has strung people along or do they think Celtic have made a catastrophic mess of this? Whatever the truth of the situation, the harsh fact for Celtic is that after the season they've had, a lot of fans will think the latter. Barry, they'll need to come up with a, a big name that the fans see as a coming manager or somebody with a, a track record that will excite them. The problem is, who do you get? Mm-hmm. That That is a real problem. I, I think the vast majority of Celtic fans, Mark just mentioned there, they, they thought it was a sure that Eddie Howe was going to get appointed. Um, and that, I think this came to a, um, as a shock to everybody. There's no Apart doubt from- about it when it, the news broke and obviously... You just put it on the group chat with Stephen breaking the, yep. the obviously the news. When I read it, I was actually shocked because I fully expected Eddie Howe um, to be paraded as the, the Celtic manager, mm-hmm. if not um, at the weekend, the start of next week. It'll need to be summed out of work, Paul. I mean, if you look at all the candidates before the Eddie Howe thing really emerged mm-hmm. in the past you know, six or seven weeks, then it'll be somebody that's out of work. They need somebody quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, It'll be it, interesting, it, Mark, to see how it broke down. Aye, yeah. and will we, will we ever know the truth? Mm. You know, because Eddie Howe's kept everything close to his chest. Yeah. Um, Celtic have kept everything close to their um, chest. But does Dermot Desmond go back and try and call in a favour? I, I couldn't rule out at this stage, Paul, going back to Martin O'Neill or Gordon Strachan okay. or Roy Keane and saying, I need a turn here. Martin O'Neill with Roy Keane, maybe? Perhaps. Maybe. Uh, listen, yeah. w- what's the alternative? Mm. There is no alternative at the moment. Uh, and I know a lot of Celtic fans won't like that because you see Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane is, is old school but what is the alternative and for me if it was Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane I'd have it all day long Stephen what do you feel about that double act coming in Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane um, well listen I think there would, there would be some support for that but Martin, Martin O'Neill is what 69 now yeah. and uh, I think you know the, the, the time for maybe trying to get a Martin O'Neill in was when Neil Lennon was struggling when he left in February possibly um, but I think guys like Martin O'Neill and I think Gordon Stracker as well felt that you know, they didn't want to turn the clock back, that they, they didn't want to be seen as being disloyal to Neil Lennon, but you know, stranger things have happened. I mean, you know, Dermot Desmond, you would imagine, will be rattling through his contacts books tonight. Although they do say they're in advance talks to somebody, so we have to take them on a word of that and see who's going to be. That's the thing, it's the credibility just now, isn't it, Mark? For everybody, because, you know, you can imagine, you know, one half of the city will be saying, are you kidding? You know, the, the, the summer of Rangers continues, you know, that Celtic can't find a manager at the moment. And that is the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, there's, there's a big rebuild um, to take place at Celtic and, you know, there's already been, you know, a wasted couple of months. I mean, some would argue it's been a wasted six or seven months because mm. they, they should have severed ties with, with Neil Lennon around about November time. Mm. Um, but you know, you go back to a point, and I know it's going over old ground, and it's not really relevant now. Although but, you could make an argument as it just goes to show you what a, a mistake it was not to to keep Brendan Rodgers on side and keep him at at, 
at the football club. They've had the best manager mm. in decades, the best guy that they'll ever get probably for the next God knows how many years and they didn't back him enough and they lost him. Would he have stayed longer, do you think? If he I, I, got, I believe it. Listen, John McGinn yeah, type. I, I, yeah. I believe that, yeah. Stephen, I, what I do you think it. on that? Stephen, do you think, final point, I know you've got to go back to the breaking news that you broke this afternoon at three o'clock that uh, the Eddie Howe deal is off. Do you think that that was the start of the malaise for Celtic letting Brendan Rodgers, he was going to go eventually, but maybe yeah, went I too soon? He, I, I think he was talking to Leicester before that right. happened. I think he was talking to Leicester before the helicopter accident. Um, and I, I, I think he was going anyway. I don't really yeah. know if there's much he could have done, but I think people will now divide down certain lines. They will think, and Brendan Rodgers, I think, has always been quite clear that he feels that he could probably have been given a different level of backing and that he didn't really get the control that he really wanted at that point. Mm. I don't really think Brendan Rodgers is ever going to be there for 10 years, no. but was it at the beginning of the Millies? I don't think there's any question of that. Stephen, if you were to give a name, not not as, uh, I know you're not putting your name to it, would you, what would your hunch be? Yeah, I, I throw in again Steve Clark. You know, he's got a great track record, huge respect for him. And yet we've got, obviously, the Euros coming up and that's, comes first but do you think he's possible as the new Celtic manager to the point how, how can you wait for Steve Clark if you're Celtic now if, if you're back at training in two weeks okay look it might not be that long afterwards because yep. it depends how Scotland do if they go out of the first stage and mm-hmm. they've got form for that then it's going to be June the 22nd so that's only five or six days after pre-season training mm-hmm. but he can't be expected to take Scotland for the Euros and focus on signing players and putting together a backroom team together if the SFA allowed that to happen, they would be negligent in their duties to the Scotland national team. Mm-hmm. So, for me personally, I think they have to go quicker and I think they have to go, as Mark said, for somebody out of work right now. And that pretty much limits their options. Stephen, really appreciate you giving us uh, the time on such a busy afternoon. And, uh, yeah, well done getting the story first. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Steve McGowan joining us there from the Scottish Daily Mail. That breaking news. And we're going to bring you more news. Uh, here on the Go Radio Football yeah, Show with OPC Energy. Yep. Here yep. is a statement from Celtic. Following very positive and detailed discussions with Eddie Howe, uh, with the belief that he would be an excellent candidate for the position of Celtic manager, we allowed time for the process, given that he'd previously made it clear he was not looking to return to management until the summer at the earliest. Celtic say this, we can now confirm that Eddie Howe will not be joining the club for reasons out with both his and Celtic's control. We wish Eddie success for the future. The statement just released now from Celtic continues. As part of the ongoing process, we have engaged with a number of candidates. We fully appreciate our fans will be seeking clarity on this matter and we aim very shortly to announce the appointment of a manager with the quality and desire to take Celtic forward and bring further success to our supporters. That's breaking news. Thanks, James. Just in from Celtic. We have to take a quick break. Thanks, Stephen, for coming on as well. What do you reckon? We're going to speak to a Celtic fan just after the break. 0808 17 17 700 on the day when Celtic confirm Eddie Howe is not coming to Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks to Chris for the holiday weekend. Yet the weekend is underway. Half of the city are ready to enjoy the weekend. The other half are saying, what is happening? Celtic have confirmed in the last few minutes. They say, we can now confirm that Eddie Howe will not be joining the club for reasons out with both his 
and Celtic's control. We wish Eddie Howe success for the future. Following very positive and detailed discussions with Eddie Howe, the belief that he would be an excellent candidate for the job, we allowed time for the process. He'd previously made it clear he was not looking to return to management until this summer at the earliest. As part of the process, Celtic say we've engaged with a number of candidates. We fully appreciate the Celtic fans will be seeking clarity on the matter. And Celtic say they aim, they aim very shortly to announce the appointment of a manager with the quality and the desire to take the club forward and to bring Celtic further success to our supporters. Barry Ferguson, obviously now everyone's saying, right, who is available? Who could they get? Who is this other candidate? Yeah, I'd mentioned Steve Clark, but for obvious reasons, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, with Scotland been in the Euros and he's doing a magnificent job but i just come up with a couple of names mm -hmm. if you want experience yep. somebody who knows the game inside out Sam Allardyce just gone Howard. from West Brom yeah but if you want a real game changer in terms of a massive name mm -hmm. Frank Lampard Stephen Gerrard against wow. each other so they'll need to pull something yeah. out yep. of the hat Celtic yeah. it's clear because um, I know you just mentioned there in the statement that the Celtic supporters will be seeking clarity They'll be absolute raging at this moment in time. Let's speak to Have one. You spoke to the father-in-law yeah. yet? No, I'm scared to. <laughs> but not, but genuinely, no, I, I spoke you know to what? a number of ones today, and they are, you know, from from business members to mm -hmm. to, to season ticket holders, absolutely livid. A couple of my mates who are on the, the group chat, they are they are not happy. But um, I guess when I speak to my father-in-law, he'll yep. he'll give it a bit. Let's go on the lines to Natasha Miko from Celtic State of Mind. Natasha, thanks for joining us. No problem. Hi, guys. Yeah, so the Eddie, Eddie Howe watch is right out the window. Uh, Natasha, what was your reaction to it when you heard an hour or two ago that he's not coming? Disbelief, to be honest. Um, even now, I just can't believe that Celtic have failed to get this deal over the line. Really, the one thing that the club couldn't afford to do right now was let this collapse. You know, the talks with Howe have been going on for so long now that for the fans, it was you know, if not when, like, you know, it wasn't when, it wasn't when, it wasn't if, sorry, it was when right. I was going to be appointed. We were fully expected to see this one get put over the line. Even the statement two days ago saying that the appointment mm -hmm. was imminent. So now to have spent so long on those talks for them to collapse at this stage is, is a real worry, especially when, you know, other targets have, have moved on. So like you guys have been discussing, if it's not going to be how, then, then who is it going to be? And in the statement, as we read, the club confirmed he will not be joining the club for reasons out with both his control and Celtics. What do you make of that? What is your legal mind or, or what, what do you think on that, Natasha? You know, I, sim I simply can't understand what that could be. What we're hearing rumours of is the fact that his backroom staff didn't want to move to Scotland. And I'm, just, I'm not sure I'd buy that. Surely at some stage between, over the last three months, Eddie Harris had a discussion with them about the possibility of of moving to Celtic and moving to Scotland if that was never going to be a gore for them then he should have been aware of that a lot longer ago and if he wasn't going to come without them then that position should have been relayed to the club I don't understand the suggestion that it's out with his control if he wanted the job then he could take it that's fully within his control it sounds like the club has definitely offered it it's within his control to accept that so I, I'm not sure I'd buy that and I don't understand what the what the issue can be but for the fans certainly it's just another disaster and Natasha of course there are so many jobs available you know Crystal Palace kept coming up um, and I think people thought well he knows that will come up it has come up um, you know it would probably suit him to be there but I guess that speculation goes away he's not coming now 
They say there's somebody they're close to. Let me just check uh, the words mm-hmm. here. Uh, very yeah. shortly, we we aim the club say to mm-hmm. they aim to announce the appointment of a manager. Well, you hear mm-hmm. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. We're trying to work out who would it be. Uh, Lucien Favre, the Swiss, the yeah. 63-year-old former Borussia Dortmund manager. He left last year. His name never goes uh, away. Yeah, yeah, I think with mm-hmm. something like that, Paul, it can become a, a complicated process. That's where I think that it's going to be somebody that Dermot Desmond yeah. knows and can go to pretty quickly and say, listen, here you are. Look, and, and I'm being very basic here. Yeah. It's 40 grand a week and it's 2 million quid bonus if you win the league. Are you in? I need you at your desk tomorrow morning we need to get on with it. Is that Roy Keane? I've just about to say yeah. that, hey, Matt. That's Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. Yeah. Or maybe even Roy Keane, Martin. I mean, maybe Martin. You, Natasha, what do you think? Well, people yeah. say about Martin O'Neill being 69 years old. We, we heard him he with you. Of course. But he's been on the show. Yeah. Um, and he had mentioned that he was he was wanting to get back in. I think I read a, yeah. an article yeah. two or three weeks ago. He's ready to get back <laughs> in. And the kind of... In the background as a, a mentor type, I think that would probably absolutely. Be. The president of the USA is what seventy six. Joe Biden, Same so yeah, steady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Natasha, not a laughing mm. matter at all. That was uh, so. <laughs> Natasha, what do you think of that? Roy Keane. You know, we, we've all just heard the news. We're trying to think what, who would it be? Mm-hmm. I said Steve Clark. I take the point. The Euros mm-hmm. are days away. What do you think of Roy Keane? Do you know what the issue is? For anyone who comes in now, they'll know that they're second choice. Yep. And what's more, the fans will know that they're second choice. So whoever it's going to be, every result that you know doesn't go our way or goes wrong, the points dropped, it'll be scrutinised under the lens of, well, what could Eddie Howe have done? So this Eddie Howe was a managerial appointment who sort of you know united the fans. It was the one they were all agreed on. Lots of names had circled, but Eddie Howe seemed to be the one that the majority of fans said yes He's the right man to take us in the direction. We want our club to be going in. He's the calibre of manager we wanted. And the board absolutely had to capitalise on that and make sure beyond doubt that they got someone like that to start repairing the relationship between the fans and the board again. Letting this go so far down the line and then having the rug pulled out from under it is only going to damage that relationship further. And I feel for anyone who has to come in and do the job now knowing that they're number two. And I think it's going to be hard to sell anyone as, you know, a great choice when Eddie mm-hmm. Howe is the calibre of manager we wanted. Is Roy Keane at that same level? I, I don't think he is. You know, it's so it's going to be. You no, know, he is a good appointment. He's not Eddie Howe. It's go- And listen, when you look at the short list, even going back to when, when Eddie Howe emerged as a clear favourite, there wasn't a lot of Eddie Howe's out there. So the, the closest I can think to Eddie Howe's, for example, are the two managers who are playing in the, the, the Premiership playoff tomorrow Thomas Franks at Brentford yeah. and young Steve Cooper at Swansea both excellent young managers both in that mould not achieve what Eddie Howe's achieved but they're on the road to being the next Eddie Howe to being a future Brendan Rodgers but you're not going to get a calibre of Eddie Howe now not in that style unless you're going to rip up the blueprint Mm -hmm. and say well do you know what actually we're going for Matt O'Neill or Roy Keane we're going for something completely Mm -hmm. different to Eddie Howe that's what might have to to happen um, mm. because I don't see a candidate that, that that's obvious I definitely don't think Steve Clark's in the frame I think Steve Clark would say privately do not even phone me I'm focusing on Scotland I can't let my nation down but see the two names you just mentioned there Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane they know what to expect when they come up here sure. they're not yeah. going in blind they know they how it works by it. Yeah. they know how the west of Scotland works they know the pressure they're going to be under they know the demands they're put under so Martin had mentioned it at the top of the show. I think they two would probably be the best shout because both of them 
yep. are out of job. Mm-hmm. A Sam Allardyce, I know Natasha, you're part of the here you can put together, it. you know, just names. Uh, but of course, it. he's such a great track record. I'm about a big yep. Sam. Natasha, what would you feel if the news is tonight, big tomorrow? Guy. It's Big Sam. Be honest, I think it's going to take a lot to get over the Eddie Howe disappointment, sure. and I do, like I said, I do feel for anyone coming in. Is Sam Allardyce the best choice? <sighs> you know, he's obviously he's got a great track record, and he he knows what he's doing. He knows the game inside out. He's one of these guys who just gets football. He really is. Does that translate to the Scottish game of what Celtic need to be doing over the summer? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is the short yeah. answer? I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Um, and they've lost out Enzo Maresca as well. Another yeah, name in the frame, Natasha that- Enzo Maresca was again in that bracket below yeah. um, Eddie Howe. Here's another one, and I was told he had a right good chance of it. Who? Uh, way back six, seven months ago, he was seriously in the frame. Mark Hughes. Was he? What? Yeah. I've worked so, under Mark Hughes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Maresca has gone to Parma and then yesterday. Yeah. You worked with Mark Hughes. What do you think? He's been at the game for a wee while now, but. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was a uh-huh. short period of time. His, his backroom staff were really good as well. At Blackburn? Yeah. Yeah, we came in. Um, top manager, I mean, he was a mm. top player, no doubt about it. But just look at the clubs that he's yeah. managed yeah. Man City, mm-hmm. Stoke yeah. City, Premier League, Blackburn, Premier League. A lot of experience, knows the game inside out. He's been out of work for a, a couple of years, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But that's a good shout. Yep. No, I, I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know he was in the frame. Mm-hmm. What do you think, be- Natasha? Yeah. She's still trying to think. Is she? She's still reeling, but uh, <laughs> no, I know. Who, who would you like? Who would you like? This is yeah. Who would we like? Um, Are you still in that <laughs> cafe? <laughs> you were in a cafe the other day having a couple of wines. I heard. <laughs> I wasn't wine, it was coffee, I promise you. It was the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, it was the fuel, wasn't it, for the mind? Um, yeah, Although so I have who, to say yeah? that a, a few wines wouldn't go amiss right now, I'll yeah. tell you that. I think you will probably tonight. Right, Natasha, blank sheet of paper, who would you go for? Right, it's, a, it's an embarrassment for the club. So mm-hmm. if Dermot Desmond, well, you know, yeah, what, who would you want as the manager of Celtic? I wonder if they have to pull something big out of the bag and have a look at someone like Maloney coming in with Martinez again. And that was all very pipe dream at the start. But if the club have any way of pulling this back and it not being as embarrassing as it is, then maybe they do have to go even bigger than Eddie Howe. Do I think they'll do that? <laughs> Absolutely not. I think we're I think we are more likely to see someone like Roy Keane come in. If he does, I don't doubt that the fans will get behind him. Of course they will. But after the disappointment of this season, compounding that with the disappointment of losing out on how mm-hmm. the club have a serious amount of work to do to make this up to the fans. I, th- I think Martinez is in talks with Spurs and, and with the yep. greatest of respect, we Natasha, I know what you're saying, but Martinez now, Scottish football, the ship has sailed. He wants to be the next manager of, of Barcelona, Real Madrid, the Spurs, or Arsenal. Mm-hmm. He ain't coming. Sure. Yeah, Sean, Sean, Sean Maloney on his own, I said mm-hmm. that, Paul, six this? or seven weeks yeah. ago. I he wouldn't would... be surprised if you're talking about an ex-Celtic player. One for me, that, that if you're really going to pull something out of the bag, mm-hmm. I would go and try, I would be on the phone to David Moyes just now. Right. Mm-hmm. Not, signed, not, signed, not signed his new deal yet at West Ham. I'd be on the phone to David Moyes saying, uh, Do you know what? I don't think they'll get him either, Barry, but I would be on the phone trying. Mm. I, I, I can't see it after the, the kind of season. They, they'll be desperate. They'll be offering him big bucks sure. with the job he's done this year. But do you get stability? Because, you know, at uh, at West Ham, then, you know, they go through the way they treated him the last time. I know that but was then. It's different when a club yeah. like Celtic come calling, big mm-hmm. club playing yeah. Europe. He played there chance to win trophies a lot of managers I mean 
that manage don't win trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? Solskjaer, yep. you know, the other day, sadly didn't win it. Natasha, I know, just throwing names at you. I think see, <laughs> yeah. in terms of Sean Maloney, I think yep. he would need somebody in beside him. I know, it needs Sean. Yep. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. a good... Um, the word about mm-hmm. Sean coaching, obviously I played with him at Scotland. Mm-hmm. He knew the game inside out. He was um very intelligent guy. But he would need somebody with, with a good bit of experience beside him, Sean Maloney. Mm. I, I, that could, Paul, that I, could be someone like Sergio Harkin coming in. The rumours mm-hmm. of him still haven't went away. Um, even without without Eddie Howe coming in, the Sergio yeah. Harkin rumours haven't disappeared. So even if it is sort of changing the setup slightly and having someone like Sergio Harkin there with a with a head coach in charge, maybe someone like Maloney, maybe Roy Keane, who knows? But maybe Harkin is still set ready to go, and it's just working out who the head coach under him is going to be as the director of football. Mark, yeah, it is a bit like you know who done it. And yeah. this one, is that a clue in this <laughs> oh, morning's yeah, record? Because they the, yeah. the headline, the record back page is Harkin Green Light for Sells. And yeah. I wondered about it. If they're so close to announcing the manager, why were they announcing, well, you know, as, director of as football? As we found out, this has been doing the round since last night. Yeah, now, perhaps that story could have been leaked to the paper as in let's get let's get in the front foot because there's some bad news coming. Sure, there was briefing going on yeah, last night. Yeah. I understand so now. Let's, let's, yeah. let's mm-hmm. look at that. And I've always said, Paul, in this programme, Fergal Harkin was, for me, was always a favourite. Um, I didn't think Richard Chews was coming in. I thought I thought that Mark Burchill was lined up for a job mm-hmm. uh, under Hedy Howes. He's a, he's a trusted European scout. He knows the club. Is that why Peter Grant? Here. Sorry, is that why Peter Grant took the Dunfermline job? It could well be, Paul. You know, all those wee yeah. things are now starting to Marvin. kind of go into a jigsaw. Yeah. Um, when you look at, it. I just think now, as I say, I would be on the phone to David Moyes right now. But if I'm trying to think of something more realistic and something more gettable, as in, who can we have at a desk on Monday morning? For me, it comes down to Roy Keane or Martin O'Neill or possibly both of them together. Okay. Mm. Natasha, what's the phone been like in the last hours? That, uh, you, you've got the State of Mind podcast. <laughs> I would worry about your state of mind. You know, the collective <laughs> at the moment, with no disrespect, it's, uh, this is unbelievable, isn't it? It is. Honestly, it seems like at the moment we really are bouncing from one disaster to another. The fans are more disillusioned than ever and this is just you know sort of latest in a catalogue of errors mm. from, from the club this season and you keep thinking that eventually the upturn is going to come but it looks like we're going to be waiting a bit longer for that upturn the way things are going at the moment there's such a short time before the Champions League qualifiers and mm. so much work to be done you know you're really getting to crunch time and it's frustrating that we've spent the last what three four months on Eddie Howe letting other possible targets go elsewhere and ultimately ended up in the same position we were 93 days ago when Neil Lennon left the club. We could not put it any more succinct, succinctly. <laughs> Natasha, thanks very much for joining us. We'll call you again Monday, if we may. Uh, speak to you then, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show on a rather busy Friday evening. Eddie Howe is not coming to Celtic after months of speculation um, for reasons which the club have said he'll not be joining Celtic for reasons out with both his and Celtic's control. Celtic wish him all the best for the future and Celtic say as part of the ongoing process they've engaged with a number of candidates. The club say they fully appreciate fans will be seeking clarity on the matter and the club say we aim very shortly to announce the appointment of a manager with the quality and desire to take Celtic forward and bring further success to our supporters. Uh, Also, in the next hour, we're going to hear from Lee Griffiths. We've not seen much of him this season. The former Scotland striker is going to join us. An exclusive interview with Joe shortly on the programme.
Look forward to hearing that. Be good um, to hear him. Yeah. Yep. Obviously but, not played a lot of football. I'm sure he'll be a bit disappointed not to be involved mm. in the, the Euro squad. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear what, what Lee has to say. We'll be asking him that. Mark, you were going to say there? You look as though you're about I, to pounce. The, the, yeah. the, the line, you know, we aim very shortly yep. to announce our new manager very shortly. Mm-hmm. Is a key line. And you know, there's a name just popped out of my head, Who? Paul. Yep. Um, Rafa Benitez? No. no. No, no, there's a name popped out in my head. Henrik Larson. Well, do you know? Yeah. When you said know. a few yeah, moments ago, of course, something to the fans. The yeah. fans. Yeah. yeah, his track record as a manager is not great, no. but he's got mm-hmm. something. He's, he's worked with Ronald Koeman for the past um, year at, at Barcelona. Probably unlikely because um, the circumstances would need to be right and Henrik you know, very meticulous in how he would look into things and, yep. and prepare mm-hmm. he, he knocked his Celtic job back before in 2014 when he eventually gave it to Ronnie Dyla um, listen he's just a name that popped yep. into my head David well, yep, yep Barry sorry, yep. what managerial experiences he got was it Helsingborgs yeah a yes. couple of yep. ones in, 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 in Sweden and then latterly he took a bit of time out and then working with Ronald Koeman yeah, of course Barca. who is meeting um, the president yeah. uh, over the weekend that's right because there's all sorts of stuff that, that, that his Juan time Laporta. might be up well, yeah. there's Ronald Koeman I think Koeman could be away over yep there's so much happening let's take uh, a Rangers fan from coming all this on David good evening evening everybody doesn't get much better than this for you does it David it's actually getting cringeworthy now. It actually really is. Um, even though I'm a Rangers fan and you'd think I'd be laughing at it, this could actually be the most embarrassing moment in Scottish football history. And that's no <laughs> bigging that up. Oh, David. This could actually be the most embarrassing moment in Scottish football history. Well, it's not if they appoint somebody who gets a few wins and, you know, there's a title race for next season. But listen, that's your opinion. But we've seen so many embarrassments over the years. Uh, Thankfully, Scotland are through to the Euros and we're not embarrassed this time. But listen, hey, it's your opinion. Um, Yeah, it's it's hard to believe. We're not quite sure where to to go. What do you think of that suggestion, Henrik Larsson, as Celtic manager? Oh, I, I, honestly, it's either going to be one or two people. It's going to be Roy Keane or the guy that they've got in the new. Um, John Kennedy. Getting Roy yeah. Keane would be like, your house was on fire and then you decide to find Petro on it. It's just oh, absolutely yeah. brilliant for your Rangers fans' perspective, oh, well, obviously. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it, it seems to be that old Simpsons quote. It's like, you know, go five seconds without embarrassing yourself. And then he drops his trousers and goes, how long was that? <laughs> So um, yeah, I've just got rid of that before that be, went out there. Yeah, yeah I, no, I that's, think that's um, gone. Yeah. it can't be John Kennedy. No, Paul, with, no. with the greatest respect yeah. to, to to John. Yeah, Mark, I was going know. to ask you: Is John Kennedy going to be at the club? Because I see there's a few jobs obviously been up, and I was thinking to myself, maybe this is time for John to go yeah. like a Ross yeah. County. Yeah. Obviously, Dun United, Dunfermline was up, and, mm. and even Falkirk. Is he going to be about? Or is well, he? he might need to be there to take pre-season. Yeah. Well, that's what was just you know, crossed my mind. Somebody might need to be. He might need to, you know, Stephen McManus or those guys. Exactly. Yep. Somebody to, needs to be to there to hold court yep. just now. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And maybe, actually, with hindsight, that's a good thing that you've got a sound coach respected in the, in, in the shape of John Kennedy, who's there at the moment. Whose direction is he under? You know, people you were speaking to maybe yesterday oh, thinking it's going to be Eddie Howe. I've seen that the, the pre-season plan's been... Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, well, well, down yep. to yep, Celtic Manor. Yep. Um, they've got their, their game. So who's mm. who's actually organising that? Good point. Yeah. 
Well, nobody probably knows. Maybe would have yeah. done it. Indeed. Probably yeah. would have. Yeah. I keep thinking of this today. The, he- the headline there. When I see that there, that's there for a reason in the record today, exclusive, uh, saying that Fergal Harkin is. I, I did wonder about that this morning. I thought, well, if it's so close to announcing the, the main appointment, the manager, why would you be putting that in? But see, I see in terms of Fergal Harkin, yeah. what what's his background? What's been his background in football? He's, his relationship with Celtic started um, 2006 when they got the Nike deal and yep. he worked for Nike built a relationship with the club another couple of jobs in and around football and eventually he's got that job at uh, at Man City where he I think he kind of heads up the kind of loan players you know with the different like a loan manager yeah yep. so yep. The, the club that they tie him a club in Belgium tie him a club in Australia New York and I think Fergo Harkin kind of oversees that David's on the line. He's maybe a really good yep. guy. Maybe a top. Is he? Yep. Not, I don't know about but it. But I, I don't as know a person, he's maybe he's better be first class. As I, a I wasn't. Person. I wasn't sure he's he's uh, his title at Manchester City. Mm. I, th- I thought it was something to do with the loans. But if he's in charge and he goes to see how the mm. the loan players are are um, are playing or yep. whatever, mm. I, I didn't exactly know what his title was. David, a Celtic fan, is on the line from Parkhead. David, good evening. Hi, how you doing, Paul? How you doing? Yeah, we're uh, obviously it's ended up uh, a kind of crazy afternoon away, but you know nobody's died. It's uh, yeah. it's it's not what you Bye. expected, but listen, I think we've seen far more, di- you know, real disasters and terrible things in football. This is, look, it, it happens. It's been uh, so. What do you feel about it, Eddie? How not coming? Listen, managers come and go. They come and go all the time, Paul. Do you know what I mean? It obviously, was the first choice. Um, he's got a big reputation. Um, so it has, but what really is he won in the game and stuff like that? There is other people out there yeah. okay with admitting that. Just the last call you done there, Rangers fan, he said it might be the, the most embarrassing mm-hmm. um, situation in Scottish football history. Well, clearly that was that that was nonsense, and uh, yeah, that's I mean, why I, I, got, I got rid of the call. I got rid of the call. I, 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 yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't want to go down that road. I think I know where you're going with it. it. Yeah, I think I know well, where you're going. Well, you know yeah. where I'm going with it, but I, to, to, say, to say that that's the most embarrassing mm. um, situation of Scottish football yeah. history is um, mm. a wee bit wide of the market. Sure, sure. I, I think, it, Mark, it has been a really bad week for Scottish football in the last few weeks. You know, the scenes at George Square, they were terrible. Um, the fact that nobody could get into grounds here as well is questionable, and we've said it. I mean, we found out then that Rangers had asked for permission for fans to be in the ground. People just weren't allowed. And look, we know we've been dealing with a pandemic and it's really difficult. But I think when you look at the numbers of people in the grounds in England, 20,000 at the FA Cup final two weeks ago. And we, and Ryan Porteous, before the Scottish Cup final, said we look silly in Scotland. I think it's it's not a good look for Scotland. And you do wonder if people look at it and say, why would you go there just now? when fans are not being allowed into the ground and then behaving really badly outside, which is where David's going with that. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not attractive. And that's the one thing I always thought about Eddie Howe. And I had my reservations about him. And, and funny, being on here with Marvin Batley, three, four weeks ago, Marvin's worked with him and, and he gave a really good insight um, into him. And I thought, right, OK. But I always had a niggle that he just wouldn't be able to... To find the, the 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 pressure up here, um, what he would think of it. If you're not from here, you're not a Celtic supporter. You don't need the money. It's not as if this is your last chance at a job. He's very highly thought of down the road, so he'll, he'll get something. Family not from here. Lived in Bournemouth. Da 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 da. 
And I just thought, you know, eight, nine, ten media conferences a week, Paul, when they want to know everything about the club, they want every detail. Why did you not play him? Why have you not signed him? You've dropped two points at Tannadice, you dropped two points at Easter Road. And all of that, in the court, I thought, I don't think that's really for um, Eddie Howe. So I, I had my reservations and um, I think, you know, for, in, in the longer run for Celtic, um, if it was me, uh, I would have had Roy Keane all day long ahead of mm-hmm. Eddie Howe anyway. And I said that on the, yep. on, on, mm-hmm. on the programme, if it was me, what Celtic need right now, what they're up against, I would rather have a Roy Keane than an Eddie Howe. Yeah. Celtic, remember, said Eddie will not be joining the club for reasons out with both his and Celtic's control. We don't know what that means, but uh, that's what he said. David, you've only had a couple of hours to think about it. Who would you want as Celtic manager now? Uh, well, the board's a bit of a disgrace. And I'll be honest with you, Paul, they're a bit of a disgrace and a bit of a laughing stock. But uh, maybe a Martin O'Neill uh, with Roy Keane beside him. I think I would maybe maybe pull pull the place together a wee bit. Steady the ship for Celtic. That would be box office because would that be Roy Keane up against Stephen Gerrard more than Martin O'Neill? What do you think? Uh, uh, well, Martin O'Neill apparently said he's wanting to get back into management um, yep. in the recent past. Yeah, so, yeah. um, considering the job he done the last time we with Roy Keane maybe beside him, mm-hmm. um, I think that would maybe kind of rally the place a wee bit. Would he put his name back in the line? I mean, they'll always love um, Martin O'Neill. You know him well, Barry. He was on with you about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Could you see Martin O'Neill as well, manager again? He, he sounded refreshed to me and he, he sounded eager to get back into the game. Why would you not want to lean on somebody like Martin O'Neill's mm-hmm. experience? Yeah. I mean, I know he's, that people are saying he's 69, but he looks after himself, Martin yeah. O'Neill. Um, and obviously, that would be unbelievable for Scottish football. Roy Keane, Wouldn't Stephen Gerrard, mm-hmm. and the dugouts beside mm-hmm. each other. Gary McAllister, yeah. Michael Beale. Yeah. Martin O'Neill, Paul, as you know, yeah. he's highly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Highly intelligent. He knows this city inside out. He knows how to handle the media. Not a problem for Martin O'Neill. He's fantastic when he works with the media. He knows a player. Mm-hmm. He can pick a player. Wanted to sign Barry from Rangers when he had his fallout with Paul Leguin at Aston Villa. Was desperate to take Barry uh, to Aston Villa. Um, so, you think of all that, yes, he's not Eddie Howe because mm-hmm. there's, there's obvious differences in style of management and age and stuff like that. But right now, show me a better alternative that's realistic. Good call. David, thanks very much for calling. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. 24 hours away from the Champions League final, the European Cup final tomorrow night. When will we see Scottish teams back in the latter stages next season? Rangers will have only one game to play before going into the group stage. Celtic will have mm. two. Uh, the news today, Eddie Howe is not coming to Celtic. We're going to hear from Lee Griffiths in a moment or two as well. But Barry, so many names bandied about in the first hour for Celtic. Uh, What's the one that's catching? Yeah, ju- just when yeah. Mark had mentioned it, and obviously it needs to be, a, I think it needs to be a, be a quick fix for Celtic. They need to get somebody in ASAP, and Mark had mentioned it. Martin O'Neill and, and Roy Keane have worked together. Martin O'Neill, um, I read a, an article that he'd done, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I think you've seen it as well, that he was eager to get back yep. into it. Experience knows the game inside out. And, and obviously Roy Keane, ex-Celtic, Manchester United, what a football player he was so and that would be that would be box office for Scottish football let's be honest Stephen Gerrard and 
and Roy Keane at the sidelines in an old firm game would it not? Sky would love that as well wouldn't they oh. for the big match Celtic against Rangers Roy Keane up against Stephen Gerrard but we don't know yet but we do know that Eddie Howe is not coming to Celtic and the club said we wish him all the best as part of the process we have engaged with a number of candidates Celtic say they fully appreciate the fans will be seeking clarity on the matter and they say we aim very shortly to announce the appointment of a new manager with the quality and the desire to take Celtic forward and bring further success to the supporters they said that Eddie Howe will not be coming to the club for reasons out with both his and Celtic's control. 0808 17 17 700, who do you want as the next Celtic manager? Let's hear now from Celtic striker, but he's not made it for the Euros. Our own Joe Henry's been speaking to Lee Griffiths. We've had some tough, tough times and everybody says we've got this massive budget, which we've not, but we've not been good enough at certain points. Of course, that is not... Uh, <laughs> Lee Griffiths himself he's changed his accent a wee bit there hasn't he yeah he's big pal James McPake can we here we go can we here's yes, Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths thank you so much for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show huge summer ahead for Scotland and the Euros and obviously we know now that you're not involved this summer in terms of that camp how disappointing was it for you to, to hear that news yeah it's always disappointing but listen I didn't think I'd done enough to deserve my place in the squad you know the other guys have been in there that have been playing really well all season and you know it's just one of the things you need to take on the chin you know it was disappointing not seeing your name there but like I say the guys deserve it fully and hopefully they can go and do well Were you bracing yourself for it or, or did it take you by surprise when, when you found out? Nah I kind of thought 99% you know I wasn't going to be in it but there's always that slight chance you're thinking that's hoping he's got to take a chance on me again you know I haven't played enough football this season so you know, I don't think my, my place in the squad would have been merited with guys like Kevin is at Lyndon Dykes. You know, these guys have been playing well, scoring goals and stuff. So, you know, I can't really complain. And also, just to take you back as well, obviously you scored a, a penalty against Serbia, which helped get us there. Going back to that night, is that still quite fresh in your mind? As because it was such a massive night for everybody back here. Yeah, it was. You know, leading up to it, I don't think a lot of people gave us much, much hope. But the one thing, one good thing that went in our favour was that it was bucking down the rain, and that's something that the boys in Scotland have been used to, used to playing over the years. So, you know, we can use that to their advantage, disappointing to lose the, the last minute goal. And then you're thinking, is this going to be our night? Luckily, the boys stepped up, who took penalties and, and scored. And then, you know, we've got Mars to thank for, for saving the crucial one at the end. And what was that like? Do you remember? I mean, when you're going up to take a penalty, like with that amount of pressure on you, do you just walk up and it's business is normal for you? Do you remember what you were thinking at the time? I got brought on to take a penalty. I was thinking, please don't let the ball go down because I was up first. And you're just trying to pick a spot, hit the ball as hard as you can and make sure it goes in. You know, keeper got a hand to my penalty, but luckily it went in. But the rest of the boys' penalties were brilliant. And then obviously Marsh saves the, the fifth penalty for Musovic and, you know, we go mad. I think one of the things that struck everyone as well is how together the squad seemed to have gelled really well and it seems to have been clicking really at the right time and, and we really did see it. And, and I know it went down to the wire in Serbia, but um, we, really, we really did see a good spirit in the squad is it fair to say that that is that is clicking just now yeah it's, it's, it's very tight-knitted I think that's what the gaffer likes you know everybody likes, looks forward to coming away and, and seeing all the boys and linking up and doing the training together and that bodes well for when you, you play on the pitch you know everybody's really together so you know hopefully you know have a great campaign and, and manage to get out of the group and you mentioned Steve Clark briefly there what's he been like for you in terms of being coached by him yeah often he's, he's been at the top of the game he's worked under the best managers um, so he's got a lot of experience behind him and he, he takes that into every session that he has he's a, he's a brilliant coach a brilliant tactician there's a lot of video analysis stuff um, and that's what you know makes him makes him one of the best in the business I think you know 
big job he'd done at Kilmarnock was, was remarkable and you know he's been in the job for Scotland for you know a couple of years now and he's managed to take us to a major final so I think that needs to go on record how good a manager he actually is. And of course now we are all waiting in anticipation for the, the campaign starting. How confident are you? I know that Steve Clark had said prior to it that the aim is to get out of the groups. How how confident are you that we can do that? Yeah, quietly confident. Obviously you don't don't want us in too ahead of yourselves. But you know, with the two games being a hand and that kinda of gives us an edge. Hopefully the the fans will be back in the stadium to give us that, that boost. Um and with the boys feeling right at home home at hand and you know, they'll, they'll fancy their chances to get six points out of six. Obviously, going to Wembley is going to be tough. You know, they're great players, but, you know, we've proved on the big stage that, you know, we can compete with England. So it's going to be a difficult challenge, especially at Wembley, but, you know, the boys will be hoping to get six points out of six at hand. You mentioned as well, obviously, that the games that are coming up, we play we play England in the middle and, you know, you made your mark against England in 2017. And I remember speaking to you at the time and you said that uh, those two free kicks were a couple of the proudest moments in terms of your footballing career. When you look back now, do you still feel the same? Do they still stick out or has anything sort of superseded that for you? Nah, I don't think anything else supersedes going against the old enemy. Um, you know, there's a couple that's, that's came close, obviously, winning the, the quadruple triple with Celtic. Um, you know, my other, other little personal things to me, but I think the the big one was is the two free kicks, and that, that's not one. I don't want to be remembered for just a guy who scored two free kicks against England. It's, it would have been a whole lot better if we won again, but we, we drew it, so you know it's, it's not as special. But for me personally, yeah, the the two free kicks, a couple of personal things will be. And you've said as well, you know, you don't want to be remembered for just those things. Is the focus now for you to to make sure that you get back into those plans in terms of Scotland? Yeah, of course. You know, the, the focus for me over the summer is getting as fit as I can, you know, ready to go for pre-season, whatever that is, and, you know, have the ground running. It's a, a major, major disappointment not being involved, but ultimately it's down to me and, and not being, you know, selected in the, in the games for Celtic, so... There's a lot of cup to try and look forward to and hopefully we can make make ingrains in that. And in terms of your own future as well, Lee, um, at the minute you're you're just waiting to see w- what's going to be happening in terms of where you're going to be playing your own football next season? Yeah, pretty much, obviously. Um, me waiting the new manager being announced and, and see what what chat he has for me if he sees me in his plans or if he doesn't. If he doesn't, then it'll be on the past years new. Um, and if, if that's the case, you know, I would have had seven great years at Celtic and you know, put myself into the history of it to being uh, in the top 20 goal scorer. So, you know, I can't complain, but hopefully there's, there's still on this business to be, to be had. Lee, I hope we see you back in a Scotland top very soon. And thank you so much for, for helping us get to the Euros. No problem. Thanks very much. Spoke really well, Lee Griffiths there with Joe Henry from Go News. Uh, quite a few things there. That interview was recorded earlier this afternoon before... Uh, the news broke about Eddie Howe, but that was interesting at the end. It was almost like a cheerio at the end. We don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it, you know, one thing about about you know Lee Griffiths, he is intelligent, mm, boys. He's I an intelligent guess. boy, and he gets it. Yeah, he's let himself down, you know, many many times uh, with, with, with things on the on the pitch and stuff like that. But you know, right away he was very honest with Joe. Um, that I didn't think I'd done enough to get into mm. the, the Euro squad. It was quite right that Kevin Nisbet and. And Lyndon Dykes are ahead of me. They deserve to be in there ahead of me. And then at the end, I've had seven great years at Celtic. I've made it into the club's top twenty all-time goal scorers. I'd love to stay, but it might not. It might not uh, be the case, and I'll need to go into pastures new. So, um, it's there. But when you actually listen around, I know Barry's championed them 
a lot in the past weeks been part of the squad it's just kind of hitting home to me now that he should be a part of it and what a waste of a talent in the past year for the condition that he came back in uh, last summer after lockdown for the start of a new season to try and help the club get 10 in a row he really let himself down uh, badly and, and, and let the club down and when you listen to him there that's a guy who's 30, 31 he's no 41 he's no hung his boots up <laughs> it's, it's such a waste he's not just an inter- I mean you heard the interview very intelligent he's an intelligent football player He's a top centre forward in my eyes. Um, and I don't care who he plays with. Um, it, and it was very honest. Mark just touched on it about Kevin Nisbet and Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. But I know it's been a, a poor season by, by Lee's standards in terms of no getting too much game time. But I would have still have had him in there. I would have, Paul. I know. Um, you, you said it right up until. And you it know was what? Announced. It's about yeah. whether he would maybe. The, the squad. I, I've spoke to. A number of people say he's a real good guy about the place as well. Is he? Yep. Yep. So in terms of that, get him in and get him as fit as possible when you're away to Spain in the training camp. Get him a bit, a wee bit of game time. Maybe he might not start the games against Czech Republic, England, Croatia. Yep. But if it's on a knife edge, if it's nothing each, one each, there's nobody better to throw on than Lee Griffiths mm-hmm. to get that vital chance because if it falls to him, Nine times out of ten, it'll go back and it'll be in the back of the pokey. So, um, for me, it was a very good interview, very honest interview, mm-hmm. to be fair. And it's just waiting to see who takes the job. But I was on on Wednesday with David Proven, and David Proven made a brilliant point. Why not reduce it in terms of give him a, a lesser wage and a bigger appearance? Because um, yep. you need, to, I think, players like that, if you let go and if he goes to a Hibs or a Dundee or whatever, I think it's a waste of talent. Point, you, need, you need to keep them hungry yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's what comes and out and I never of. even thought about that yeah, Mark when David had mentioned that and yeah. that might be something that Lee needs yeah. so where he he thinks himself well do you know what I need to work hard to get in that team and also if I work hard to get in that mm-hmm. team he's, he's obviously salary will, will go up but listen overall I thought it was an excellent interview mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm sad that he's not in the Scotland squad as a Scotland fan I would have liked to have seen him there I know a lot of people are going to say he's not played much he's only well, played here and there but for me, um, Lee Griffiths in the squad, he gets that chance, there's always a, a right good chance that he'll put it in the back of the net. Uh, he sounds sad as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Accepting of it, but there, there is a sadness there. And as you say, 30 years old, the, the talent. Wasted talent. Yeah. He, you know, he should be sitting there speaking for the Spanish training camp just now, sitting beside Kevin Nisbet and, and, and Steve Clark yeah. and giving the boys um, a, a, a bit of fun. But uh, yeah, it, you know, and how many chances do guys need? How many chances do they mm. deserve? This isn't something that you know he was told. This has been going on for nine months, mm. and you know yeah. it's just such a shame with a boy to have so much talent to be sitting. And they said to Joe, "I was ninety nine percent certain I wasn't going, but you still had yeah. that one that one percent, you know." Okay, loads of calls coming in. We'll move on on the night when we find out that Eddie Howe is not coming to Celtic. Thomas is on the line from Easter House. Thomas, good evening. Hello. Hi, yeah, good, thank Hi, you. Yeah. Good. What's your point? All right. All right, just a wee point. I'm a Rangers fan, right? And I don't really talk about Celtic. I don't really care too much. But it's just to say that surely somebody at Celtic has messed this up big time and must be held accountable for us. Celtic are a massive club. And they've spoke to a manager for 13 weeks. Then all of a sudden, for reasons out with everybody's control, that he can't take the job. Surely this would have been 
they sounded them straight away, asked them the questions, and they'd have known then. Mm-hmm. Why has it been allowed to drag on this this long? Well, it has dragged on for far too long, Mark, isn't it? That you know, The deal appeared to be close, but obviously it's not over until it's signed and sealed, and it wasn't signed and sealed. And, and that, that's where I'm surprised, mm-hmm. you know, that, that because that's never, this has never happened to Dermot Desmond before, um, Paul, and that's mm-hmm. where I'm taken aback at the fact that I, I thought there was something, I mean, properly set in stone, mm-hmm. and it was the, 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 the sort of May 31st contractual tie to Bournemouth, if Bournemouth had won the playoffs, Eddie Howe was still on a bonus. If they get re, um, you know, promoted again, waiting for these backroom staff, etc., etc. Um, the truth will eventually come out somewhere along the line. But it's not a good look for Celtic. It's not a good look at all uh, for the football club. And um, it's uh, I'm very, very surprised that they didn't have him um, already with a contract signed. And what's the key line for you? Is it also that line where they say we confirm he will not be joining the club for reasons out with both his and Celtic's control? Yeah, well, that, that strikes me as family reasons then. It must be that he's, from a footballing point of view, he's wanted to come, but maybe his family have had second thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could well be. But as we move the story on, Paul, the other mm-hmm. line that stacks out now, we will appoint very shortly. Now, very shortly is not for me. That's not two or three weeks down the line. Very shortly is two or three days. And that's why, that's why I think... A, it'll be somebody out of work and B, it'll be somebody that Dermot Desmond has a relationship with that has maybe spoken to previously or maybe worked with previously mm-hmm. like a Martin O'Neill or a Roy Keane. I, I think Thomas makes a good point. I, I, I thought like see three or four weeks ago this contract would have been sorted out, signed but put in the drawer. In terms of his assistant managers, he would have spoke private, privately to the assistant manager, the coaches and everything would have been done. So that's why when I heard the news just after three o'clock, I was shocked, mm-hmm. surprised, whatever word you, you want to use. Um, so it's it's one of the ones where we spoke about the first hour of the show. Mm-hmm. Celtic need to go and make a, um, an announcement ASAP because um, the Celtic fans will be going absolute crazy at this moment in time because they, they thought Eddie Howe was mm-hmm. a, a shoo-in. In the bag, yeah. Thomas, for your own club, what a season. 25 points, clear, winning the league. What are you feeling? How are you feeling for the Champions League for next season, for the qualifier? I think my record in Europe has been excellent. Uh, I think, I don't, no, say I don't fear. Obviously, it's a completely yeah. different competition for Europe. It's going to be tough. And if we get to the group stage, then I think that's, for, for, for us, it's as good as winning it. Yeah. Getting it's... the money, getting, obviously, everything that brings. Mm-hmm. But I just think, obviously, trust Gerard and just, just let him keep doing what he's doing. I think we're obviously the biggest fear is if I come to England, if England have a bad European Championship, and mm. maybe England come calling for him. Do you think he would go to England job? I think he's quite passionate about England. Yeah. Obviously, different playing that has been manager. Obviously, you only get maybe six games a year, seven mm. games a year. But if it comes calling and everything that brings weight, the I think it would obviously be difficult for something like that to turn that down Thomas that's the first time I've I've heard that yeah I don't think he'll go anywhere I I honestly don't yeah I I think he'll be here for a year or two at at least and in terms of um, Champions League league next year the most important thing is Rangers get into that group stage and I I think all the Rangers fans would be absolutely delighted with that Um, let's be honest with you the, the, the kind of clubs when you get in that group stage are top yeah. clubs with, with a lot of money so that would be a success story just make sure they've got that one qualifying game two games home and away 
make sure they get through that and get into the group stage. Mark, you can tell how much he is looking forward to European football again and in the Champions League, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. it will be just a, a, a brilliant achievement to get through the qualifier, bank the 30 million quid, you know. For, I mean, that's for another it, thing. For, aye, right. that's 30, yep. 30 million, that, that can either help you keep players there and then mm. you know you've got the six group games to come um, or it doesn't put as much pressure on you what to sell. What kind of money does the, does the group get? What are they, about one and a half million a game? Isn't it? Two million quid a game? Oh, I can't remember. Well, if, if you win, yep. the... the mm. uh, yep. I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure the breakdown of it all, Barry. Mm. B- 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 between gate receipts and then the, the financial incentives and all the different money that comes with it, your, your ballpark, thirty million quid. Mm-hmm. Huge a lot money. Of money. That 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 yeah. could be um, the deciding factor in keeping the top players. Mm-hmm. I.e., the one guy that I hope, I really hope that they don't lose is Ryan Kent. Mm-hmm. Thomas, do you agree with that? Ryan Kent to stay. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 rather, Morelos went. Mm-hmm. Kent, I don't want to lose my else, but no. if it came here then I think Kent's uh, yep. the one that we need because he's something different something that no many teams have got mm-hmm. uh, he'll take people on he's, he's scored goals but I think his game this, this year has improved dramatically and what a strong end to the season for him Ryan good call thanks for calling 0808 17 17 700 we're with the Aloha Athletic Manager Barry Ferguson, <laughs> the former Rangers, and well, that's the first time we've said it. There's been yeah. so much on tonight. The the, the Wasps manager, the wasps, uh, Barry. Yeah, I saw you in Scotland today last night, or the news at six. Uh, we'll talk about Alloa in a moment or two. Did you sign that contract too soon, <laughs> given that Eddie Howe's not coming? <laughs> We're back. There's a buyout clause. <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, we're on from five every evening and we continue through the summer up to the Euros and we're looking forward to it. What's that, two weeks on Monday to Scotland against the Czech Republic and Barry, we're going to bring news soon about our programming. It's going to be a brilliant build-up to the games. Yeah, if I'm being honest, Paula, yeah. I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I really think we've got a squad that can go and compete and get out of that, that group stage. I firmly believe that. I, th- I think we've got real good quality. Guys who are playing at um, top clubs, playing at the top level. And it's just exciting as well with the three younger ones getting named in the squad. Yeah. Turnbull, Patterson, yep. Billy Gilmore. Um, I think they'll bring a real energy. I think there's real en- energy in the in the squad uh, squad already, but with the three coming in as well, I think it'll be, it'll be good for the squad. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. And as I said, as long as we can get off to a good start against mm. Czech Republic, which I think we can. They're, they're a decent team, but mm. they're not a, a top no. nation. Sure. I think we can go off to a winning start. Should be a good start, shouldn't it? Without getting carried away, Mark. Nah. You, but the Czech Republic, because obviously Croatia got all the way to the World Cup final. England, well, is England. Anything could happen there. But uh, Monday afternoon, we'll be on early before the game and bringing you the build-up to Czech Republic. And it's hard to believe we're here after all those years. Yeah, 14th of June. Can't wait, Paul. Uh, it will be a cracker. And uh, yeah, why, why shouldn't we believe that mm. we can get at least three points, yeah. if not four or six or whatever but um, yeah but it's the best chance we'll ever have of getting out of the section and, and progressing in the tournament to the, to the knockout stages um, you know some will say it's actually <laughs> it's uh, it's harder not to qualify <laughs> you know because there's so many places um, open but yeah I think we can do it I think we've got to believe that we can do it we're organised we're really good middle to front um, defensively you know it's not you know we're not, we've not got the best in the business at the back but we've got two or three you know proper players I'm really pleased that Liam Cooper's in the squad captain mm-hmm. of Leeds United Kieran yep. Tierney Andy Roberts and they speak for themselves 
Um, and then middle to front we've got good options so yeah I think we can do it and Barry I was reading you this morning about the probably man of the match in the Europa League final Man United lost of course to Villarreal but Scott McTominay mm-hmm. came into his own didn't he and you know you want to see him in the middle for Scotland yeah listen it wasn't a great game no. if I'm being honest with you it was a hard watch the penalties were a, a brilliant watch mm-hmm. to be fair yeah. um, the standard the penalties was was frightening but in, in terms of McTominay I always thought he was good mm-hmm. Paul but I've been watching him closely this season um, not just with Scotland but obviously Manchester United when I mean, he's played in the, the centre of the park he's been he's been excellent um, he's improved so much mm-hmm. over the past year you look at the big games pretty similar when I played with Darren Fletcher at Scotland, if you looked at Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah. you'd always play him in the big Champions League games or the, the Manchester Derby, the Arsenals, the Liverpools. And McTominay's the same. But I, I just think he's a, a midfielder full of real quality. Mm-hmm. He's got everything. He can get forward, he can tackle, he can run. And he started to add goals to his, games, uh, his game this season. Um, so he's a, a player that's come on leaps and bounds in the last year. And I, I think he's a top midfielder. He's playing alongside Paul Pogba. What, 85 million? Yeah, it, it was it was really good. Aren't you? You're right. It was a tough watch, Paul. Wasn't it? it really? It was. was I mean, it's terrible. A tough watch. It was. Yeah. It was horrible. And, um, yeah, Villarreal, I think, were the biggest culprits, and that mm. ultimately they won. But Man United, I was just expecting them a wee bit more dynamic. You know, something yeah. about them. But it was very, very, uh, very flat. Uh, but the one flat. thing was was seeing McTominay driving forward mm. that way. You know, taking guys on, driving yeah. forward, trying to um, link up the play. He's got a big, I mean, six foot four. He's got a big, powerful presence. He's got it. Uh, he's got a really good. Um, engine so yeah he's he's for me McTominay and McGinn are absolute seers it's whether it's Gilman or McGregor and let's not forget Stuart Armstrong I think he was really good for yeah. Southampton mm-hmm. the last two or three months of the season um, as well really came onto his own so he's certainly um, in the mix but uh, wouldn't it surprise me if Gilmore just nicks into the starting line up in the opening yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me in the slightest Barry is smiling about that because yeah, I mean I you actually real, yeah. I think it's a real possibility mm-hmm. I really do. I think he'll go and light the, the place up over in Spain. And then, look, the manager will take notice, no doubt. That's why he's in the squad. But I think the players, when they actually train with the boy, um, and you watch him play, he's just he's just a dream to watch. And uh, as I said, top footballer. And don't be surprised if he squeezes his way into that starting 11. Did I read you in the paper today saying about comparing you to him? And you said he's in the, you know, he's even better. It was very no, modest. He's in a different of you. level. Different really? Level. Yeah. Different level. Anyway, we're not here just to either put him on the spot. Well, I suppose we are in some ways, but. But yeah, I, I think, it, see, next season, yeah. I think critical for him. I think, in terms of Billy Gilmer going forward, I think he's going to, the team's going to be built round about him. Right. Wow. At Chelsea. Because he needs game time. Yep. And, and if see, if you, yep. see if you watch him, I was watching back clips. See now you can see physically he's starting to bulk up a wee bit um, and that just takes time that's natural he's probably a late developer he's not going to be the biggest but I don't buy into this he's not the biggest listen the boy give him a football he can play the game he can handle the ball he demands it in tight areas that's what you love to see in, in footballers and, and listen we, we should be lucky that we've got not just players at Billy Gilmer we've got to David Turnbull as well who played in a struggling team who um, throughout the full season I thought he was a standout young Nathan Patterson mm. then you go into the team McTominay McGinn's um, he, I'll, I'll even put Callum McGregor in again I think he's a, a top midfielder mm. you get into Andy Robertson Kieran Tierney we've got top Powerful, players isn't it oh, we've, got, we've got real yeah. good players Shea Adams up top mm. 
James Forrest coming back to a bit of fitness. I can go on and on. Stuart mm. Armstrong. Nobody really mentions no, no. Stuart Armstrong. Yep. Every time mm. I watch Southampton on on the TV, Stuart Armstrong's one of the top performers mm. yeah. for Southampton. Mm-hmm. He's 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 never left out the starting eleven. Um, so we're we're really strong. Listen, I'm not getting carried away, but I'm quietly confident we can get out this this group. And I think in the next four to six years, this Scotland squad's at an age where it can grow together. Mm and be successful together Mark they're in Spain for the preparations you'll be yeah. missing being there having yeah. been to so many of the tournaments yeah. and, and that's a special time isn't it and the yeah. bonding it's like club He's football raising goes no set isn't it? I know it's, <laughs> well it's still time uh, not because of Covid that's the, that's the get out um, but Mark's a special time and there's a club yeah. feel about the international scene under Steve Clark. yeah there is and you, know, you, you could see the the, the the boys you know landing yesterday and getting on the plane and doing all the media um, stuff so look they'll, they'll be loving it and there's a real good core of um, proper professionals there that will run the place because one thing that there'll be not a fear but just a slight concern for Steve Clark is is you know like kind of boredom how do the players manage yeah. themselves yeah. over three weeks away maybe four weeks away so mm. you've got to make sure they're entertained yep. you've got to make sure that you know that nobody goes rogue and mm. so you'll, you'll have half a dozen of the squad that will just manage the place in for him and Steve will look for his backroom um, team to to do that uh, as well but yeah they're, they're, they're good boys you can tell they're enjoying it and they're just so proud to be there and um, I think as well when you look at it the thing that I like Paul too was when you see some of their interviews and I actually heard the boy today from um, from Brighton um, that's been called up Ben White and he spoke brilliant and so have the Scotland guy just about what it means to him you know to them, to their parents, you know, that this is about 20 years of effort, of sacrifices, you know, um, of giving things up. So it's been good to hear that the boys are absolutely thrilled to be there, so proud to be representing their country. And now they want to go and take it to the next bit mm-hmm. to become history makers and take Scotland to a knockout stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. when you hear them speak, one thing that jumps out at me is the passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got real passion right. to, yeah. to play for their country, but it looks to me if they really look forward mm-hmm. To turning up and Mark makes a, a good point there normally in a, a double header I know there was triple headers last season you're away for 10 days and there is boredom but they're away now for three or four weeks so it is important that um, there's plenty to do for them in terms of they keep them entertained but he's right see the experienced ones they'll police the squad they'll make sure um, yeah, make sure it's just the 10 pints and they're home for 10 <laughs> <in> the <morning. laughs> but that, well, that was Argentina's 78 allegedly wasn't it well, yeah. 12 let them have 12 uh, we didn't travel well did we over the years Mark I mean the squads were notoriously there were things that happened weren't there oh, right. yeah over oh, the years right. been a, yeah. few, a few belts even the, the, the training facilities for Argentina oh. and, the, and the team hotel and you know all sorts of different things but now yeah. they've got a first class facility at, at Middlesbrough when they get back you know, it's a, a, a super training mm-hmm. A conflict complex. Uh, they're out the road, so there's no. I think they're going to even be be flying up from there to to, to come into the game. So look, it'll all be there for them. There, there, there won't be any corners um, cut in terms of the prep, and it's up to them once they go on the pitch. But I agree with Barry. I've got a, a good feeling, Paul. I, th- I think they're going to go. And, and another thing that they'll like, particularly the, the Scottish boys, we're up here. It'll feel like a full house at Hamden, even though there's yep. only twelve thousand in. It'll feel like a full house against the Czech Republic two weeks in Monday. It's exciting. Mm. I'm excited. What what is it, the 14th? Yep, two weeks in Monday. Yep, Yep. the Czech Republic game. But bring it on. I'm um, I'm confident in this squad and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. As I said, um, 
you just look at through that 26 players um, the the quality that's within that a good mix as well a good mix of experience and youth you were praising uh, John McGinn today as well and you can't speak highly enough about the Aston Villa midfielder yeah I, I just um, I always, I'll be honest with you and I think I've said this in the show I, I thought he was a good player uh-huh. John McGinn at Hibs but he's went down to Aston Villa mm-hmm. and he, he's um, he's went up uh, two or three levels mm-hmm. even this season hasn't yeah, he but yeah. I mean at Hibs I thought he was one of the like bustling midfielders getting in your face get about the pitch he can still do that but I think his quality on the ball has improved massively yeah. over the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, and again he's similar to what I say about Stuart Armstrong you go and watch Aston Villa when they're playing in the Premier League mm-hmm. he's one of the standouts and we've, we've got to be proud of this we've got players down there holding their own and what everybody says is the best league in the world with the best players in the world we've got guys down there playing week in week out and performing at a high level so let's be proud of that he could yeah. be coming up against Jack Grealish of course he's a teammate yeah. and if he's fit enough they could be up against each other yeah they're yeah. very close I mean really tight mm-hmm. uh, off the pitch as well they, they look after each other and, and Barry's right I mean, one thing I think John's added to his game is just a touch of finesse that's you know, the word. That's you a know, great word. I think yeah. that's I think that's great what he's added. He's got all the energy. He'll run for ninety <laughs> minutes all day long. But I think he's he's just his game just come on and he'll just pause now. He'll pause and just say, right, wait a wee minute, bump, 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 mm-hmm. and there we go. And he'll pick a pass. You can put 40, 50 yard diagonal on the time. But he's 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 now looked. He looks more of a cultured footballer yeah. now. I've just wrote that down. Finesse, finesse two ends. Oh, I, like <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Spell <laughs> oh, James, take that one out for the podcast. <laughs> Go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney on the day when Celtic announced that uh, Eddie Howe is not joining the club. It was broken by uh, Stephen McGowan, who joined us earlier in the programme. I think the, well, the papers were all in. There was something on the goal last night, apparently, but nobody yeah. could stand it up, but they could today. We're going to talk about that more after the break. But there's so many other headlines. There's managerial merry-go-round. Barry appointed. We broke the news on Monday night. Um, I don't know if we did, actually. It was coming oh, out because he did. came in. Oh, he, was, he, was, he was hungover, <laughs> but quite rarely because hours before, you'd been celebrating Kelty coming up. So what do you make of Kevin Thompson succeeding you there at Kelty? Great appointment. Yeah, I, he actually phoned me um, and and wanted to know more about the club. Listen, yeah. I'm, I've always kept in contact with Tomo, and um, he had texted me uh, yesterday morning um, if I could give him my phone when I had a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was busy, but I took a bit of time out. But I had a good hour-long chat. Was he wanting to know how much you were on? So he wasn't getting <laughs> shortchanged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But listen, <laughs> look, he's, he's on his coaching journey. He's been yep. at Rangers for a couple of years. He's got his own academy through in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. which is doing really well um, as well. And it's a good opportunity for him to make his first mm-hmm. step. It's a good club. I, I've left a good... A, a good base there for him to go and, and go and kick on and I hope he does brilliantly because I want to see people of course. Um, do, well do well in their yep. career and, and What kind of manager is he Barry or coach? What kind of type is he? Kevin? Um, we actually spoke about that yesterday he's a fiery customer Tomo um, he was like that as a player um, passionate that's one thing when you speak to Tomo about coaching his passion really comes out and I think it's the right time the right time for him look you can't make a decision for him um, but I says to him look you've got to be 100% or as close mm-hmm. to 100% known because he did a good job at Rangers Tomo doing sure. really well in there mm-hmm. but I says to him look the, the final decision you can go and ask myself and he was speaking to Stephen Gerrard and another couple of people as well 
But at the end of the day, you've got to make a decision for yourself. And he's made the decision to go, and I wish him all the best. And I told him anytime he wants to pick up the phone. I'm there for him. Mark shows you the ambition of Kelty Hearts. They went for Barry Ferguson mm -hmm. 33 and a half months ago and it mm -hmm. worked. Mm -hmm. And you should be proud of that. What do you make of Peter Grant getting the job at Dunfermline? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Dunfermline, another good uh, club. You know, Stevie Crawford just took them very, very close but couldn't get the, the final bit um, over the line. And, um, you know, for Peter Grant, who's just a workaholic but also very talented, been round the block, you know, with Tony Mowbray, with yeah. Alec McLeish. Um, uh, is he a workaholic uh, Peter yeah. Grant oh uh, total yeah. work I mean Barry's worked under him he's, he's coached uh, Barry but he's a workaholic and that, that could be a good one I, I think the championship's going to be really good Paul next mm -hmm. season I think it's going to be really um, exciting as well yep as is the first division and Falkirk appointed today the former uh, Don's coach Paul Sheeran so he is there at uh, the Bairns still waiting to hear at Dundee United Tam Courts is the, the favourite for it but, but I wonder the some good candidates out there for that one and we mentioned well, I, Derek McInnes. Yeah, well, you, yep. it was yourself that mentioned that in Wednesday night. Uh, um, yeah. uh, look, Dale for me is a, a top manager. Um, it'd be great for the Premiership, wouldn't it? it would you imagine great. him there? It would, it'd yep. be great if we could keep Derek, but I honestly don't think we'll be able to keep him. I think his next, his next journey in football will be down south. Celtic? For Derek McKinnon, <laughs> well, he's a former <laughs> Rangers, but he's played. He's made. He's a good manager. Yeah. That, that was, of course, you know, he's, he's a good manager. He was offered twice the yeah. Rangers job, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, West Brom. But, yeah, yeah, West Brom. We're going to finish there. They're talking about Chris Wilder getting in there, possibly. But Mark, let's pick up on that uh -huh. in just a few moments. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show on the day when Eddie Howe is revealed is not joining Celtic so the question inevitably is who is going to be the new Celtic manager the club say they hope to announce an appointment uh, very shortly Mark Guidi we spoke in the first hour with a number of people and some of the names that came up Martin O'Neill Roy Keane but one name that continually is coming up and we're trying to check it out nobody knows for sure but the former Dortmund manager Lahav. Yeah, um, yeah, listen, uh, Favre's yep. name keeps um, popping up, uh, Paul, and you know it's not one that you could um, you could rule out. Um, what are the bookmakers he's, say? He's yep. Yeah, he, he's involved in it. Um, now forgive me if my, my translation here, but they're yep. also saying as well a name that we've not mentioned tonight. Consider them. I've mentioned about twenty names. Mm -hmm. I've not mentioned this one, uh, Ange Postecoglou, mm -hmm. um, the the Greek, Greek. Um, born uh, manager. Um, Maybe Craig Moore could fill in he's, he's he's coached out in uh, Australia a few times and the Australian national team. Um, he is the current favourite uh, for the job with the bookmakers, and you know Steve Clark's in there. Fav um, is in there. Jack Ross is in there. Callum Davidson um, is in there. So there's a few names, but interestingly enough, the kind of two names that we think would be heavily in the frame: Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane, according to the bookies, mm -hmm. only according to the bookies. Not at the races. Wow. And you don't see many short bookies, so, isn't it? Yeah. Shocked. So, Lucien Favre, a type of uh, Dr. Joe appointment. Great experience, 63 years old. He was at Dortmund from, what, 2018 until just last year. And, uh, yeah, but nobody knows him. John Kennedy's still on the staff. You know, the, the news about Fergal Harkin. Not news, but speculation today in the paper that he would be the director of football. That maybe is shaping up because they've obviously known, yeah. they've known for a day or so that it's not yeah. happening. But what I want to see, Paul, yeah. with a new Celtic manager, regardless of who he is, whether it's a manager or a head coach, mm -hmm. 
I want to see him bring his own staff in with the greatest respect to people that are there. It doesn't send out the right signal to me. I want to see him come mm. in with his own staff. That's what managers do. That's what they should be allowed to do. And it's always as if you're, if you're just happy to inherit what you've got. And that's nothing against the credentials of the guy. Mm. It was some good guy. There are some good guys there. But you want to see him bring his own staff. Oh, I, he knows what he wants. He's, he's, he's up for this. He's, looking, he's not just happy to come and just say, yeah, well, you've been given A, B, C, D and E. Mm. Go and go on with it. No, you want him to You want him to bring in his own staff. That's what I want to see. Barry, that's what you need to do and you've told us earlier in the season about Stephen Gerrard and the people round him. Yeah, but listen, it's got to be the manager's choice. No, see if the manager might say I want to keep one or two. Mm. That's up to him but he, it's got to be the manager's decision. Whatever staff you work because listen, these are the guys that you've got to trust. You've got to lean on at times um, and it's so, so important for a manager to, and, and hey, listen, it doesn't matter what level. You've got to be able to, to be allowed to do your own thing, Paul. Celtic said they fully appreciate that the fans will be seeking clarity on the matter and the club say they aim very shortly to announce the appointment of a manager with the quality and the desire to take Celtic forward and bring further success. And they said earlier in the statement we can now confirm Eddie will not be joining the club for reasons out with both his and Celtic's control. And, and that's the phrase, Mark, that we don't, we don't know that means it will come out in time. And it's not often you find any company having to deny it Celtic didn't ever say Eddie Howe was going to be the manager yeah. but clearly it, it was correct you know the information no, was right it was, they were almost there but it didn't get it over the line yeah they've, they've, they've clearly wanted to be on the front foot with it you know as, as we've found out this story has been doing the rounds for almost 24 hours now so you know clearly there, there's one or two cracks started to appear mm. And Celtic want to go on the front foot. It's probably been a statement that's been decided between Celtic and Eddie House people, so that they're singing from the mm. same um, hymn sheet. And I don't, I don't imagine you'll get much comment now um, beyond that. I mean, Eddie Howe does he do a lot of media work anyway, Paul? He's not one of these rent a quote guys. Mm. He's very private. Um, and um, you know, one thing what he won't want to do is he won't want to come out and say anything that's potentially um, embarrassing to Celtic or potentially makes him look as if he can't be trusted because that doesn't send out the right signal either way yep. to, to any future um, employers. So um, I think he'll, he'll keep his counsel. Celtic put their statement. Yes, the Eddie Howe thing's been rumbling on, but the bottom line is, now, whether it's on here at Go, whether it's Celtic supporters, it's what's next. Mm -hmm. Eddie Howe's gone now, he's finished. Yeah. It's done. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Who is going to be the next Celtic manager? Because we do know it's not going to be Eddie Howe. Mm -hmm. Final point on him is that the club's statement started with this. Following very positive and detailed discussions with Eddie Howe, with the belief that he would be an excellent candidate for the job, we allowed time for the process. Given that he'd previously made it clear, he was not looking to return to management until the summer at the earliest. So a lot of it was true, but it's not happening. He's yeah. not coming. But they say they will appoint the manager very shortly. Do you think the private jet's on the move over the last few days? It's got to be. It's got to yeah, be, it's isn't it? It's got to be, Paul. You've got, really, I mean... Yeah. Okay, it's a holiday weekend, but you're really looking to have someday in situ by June the 1st, by the start of the month, and you've got two or three weeks to prepare, backroom staff, transfers, getting to know everybody about the club. Um, there is no time uh, to waste. I've already wasted too much time, and it's backfired because Eddie House said no. But yeah, I think we're Celtic to send out the right signal to give some kind of um, comfort to the Celtic supporters the new manager's got to be in place by Tuesday at the latest. Mm -hmm. Barry, Ivan Tony, he'll be in action tonight. There was that Celtic connection that they thought he might be coming at the start of the season. I was just yeah. 
watching him there obviously we can't listen because there's there's no sound no. Um, but what a signing he's been for Brentford and they've um, got a huge match of course against Swansea the 200 million match yeah, and it was interesting yeah, I'd seen an interview with Ivan Tony that he was actually in the building um, mm. at Celtic and they just didn't want to go that extra I think million pound which Brentford did and look at what he's done for Brentford this year disappointed that they didn't go straight up but listen mm. he's fired them into the playoff final and don't be surprised if he, he fires them into the Premier League do you think they're going to win against Swansea yeah if you're asking my I honest am. opinion yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I like Brent <laughs> I like Brentford I do I like the, the manager at Brentford yeah, I yep. like him too yep. Thomas yep. Franks yep. I like the way he interviews I like the way his teams play yep. um, they've got a beautiful new stadium as mm. well uh, they yep. just moved into this season so for okay. me if you're, on, if you're asking my opinion yes Brentford what do you think Mark? Yeah, um, Brentford uh, tomorrow to beat Swansea and um... okay, and in the Champions League. Oh, also Blackpool, your old club, they're playing in the League One playoff mm-hmm. into the Championship. Do you think they're going to come up? What do you reckon? Yes, yeah, I, I yeah. thought they they beat one of the favourites to go up Oxford mm-hmm. um, in the semi final. So for me, hopefully, my old club Blackpool do it and get back into the Championship against yeah. Lincoln City who of course triumphed against Aidan McGeady's Sunderland what do you reckon Mark? Yeah I, I hope Blackpool um, got up Tommy Johnson old Celtic player um, Kilmarnock player head joined of us earlier in the season yeah, yeah head of recruitment there a nice guy Tommy so yeah I'd like to see Blackpool get up and also as well a shout out for Derek Adams at Morecambe young I'm, Scottish I'm, manager as well so yeah. let's hope that Morecambe can get up too Good shout you know you know your stuff you do your homework uh, Mark what I do you reckon? do more homework Yeah indeed we yeah. all, I think we all need to yeah. keep up with you, Barry. You watch everything. The uh, the Alawa man, you're across everything. So you're looking tomorrow night, Phil Foden up against Billy Gilmer's team, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? What do you reckon? Do you Manchester be, City. Do you think be a good it. game? Will, will they perform? And you know, often yeah, listen, so. listen, this is the first time Pep's got them to a, mm-hmm. a Champions League final. Listen, he'll have them up for it, no doubt about it. And I think they'll win by a couple of goals. Which they've not been able to do against Chelsea recently, but is this the first time he'll have, you know, his his first 11? I know you don't have that anymore, but he's at full strength. Yeah, he's yeah. got everybody fit, ready to go. Um, listen to his press conference. Typical Pep, relaxed. Mm. He'll have them fired up. Man City won by a couple of goals. He's desperate yeah. to win it for Man City, isn't it? That's probably yes. why the Qataris brought him in. Yeah. But Mark, what do you think? Thomas yeah. Tuchel's a wily character oh, yes, as well. I've been very yeah. impressed with Tuchel. I like him. I like what he's managed to do at Chelsea. I think they've tailed off the past two or three weeks. Yep. Uh, but I fancy Man City. I love Guardiola. Um, I was fortunate to beat the Champions League final at Wembley 2011, I think mm-hmm. it was, uh, when they destroyed Manchester United and that's the, the greatest ever 90 minutes I've ever, I've ever seen live from a from a, a football wow. team and that was a right yep. good Man United team yep. but they mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed yep. United at Wembley that night and um, I think they'll win comfortably mm-hmm. tomorrow night. I think there'll be a couple of, like Barry I think there'll be a couple of goals in it for Man City tomorrow night Do you think Aguero might come on and score? Barca bound Aguero Yeah indeed I've heard yeah. that today well, What about his finishes last amazing, weekend? Amazing isn't it? Yeah Brilliant. I see With the send off but he, he still mm. looks if he could go on another couple of years at least well he will be at the new camp amazing mm. isn't it you leave Man City and you go to Barcelona one minute left on the day when uh, Celtic reveal but it came out beforehand that Eddie Howe is not coming to Glasgow uh, who would you think Mark I, I know the bookies they, they don't mention Martin Neal they don't mention Roy Keane but you, you know you can persuaded me that might be what's happening who knows well if we look at the bookies Paul over the past four or five months there was something like 10, 11, 12 different favourites mm. You know, every every three or four days, there was a new name um, emerging. So, look, by the time we come back on the programme on Monday night, Paul, 
Celtic should have a new manager in place. Mm. That's the way I see it. They should have. They really should have. And the name Lucien Favre will not go away. Barry, great to see you. What a week this week at Alawa. You've enjoyed your first couple of days. I know it's the holiday period, but a lot to do for the new season. Yeah, listen, busy couple of days, obviously getting um, paraded yesterday. Yep. Obviously been on the phone to all the players who, are, who have signed up and now I get down to work trying to get um, another six, seven, maybe even eight players through the door for the, the new season have a great weekend enjoy okay. it tomorrow night good luck to everyone and uh, stay tuned to Go News we'll keep you up to date with what's happening Stevie Lennon is next The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.